0: Hello, everyone. You're listening to Battle Red Radio. I'm at Weston tonight. I'm joined by the Super. It's my Wildcard Weekend. How are you doing tonight, Taylor? Woo,
1: Woo! I'm doing okay, man. I'm just you gotta
0: do that every episode, so he doesn't get hired in Houston.
1: <laughs> I gotta do that every beginning. Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing wild. I'm doing. I'm doing especially wild this weekend. I'm very much looking forward to some playoff football finally in my life. I, I finally feel like as a Cowboys fan, that's what I've been looking forward to because the division was already wrapped up. So now the season truly begins where usually I'm laughed at. This is, this is where it happens.
0: Yeah, Super Bowl every year. Here we go. It doesn't matter if Quincy Carr is the quarterback or Chad Hutchinson or Tony Romo or Daiquiri Prescott.
1: This year is so open, though. It's just going to crush me because it's like, man, I, I don't know who's better at any of the teams. To your point, what we've talked about, all about matchups, but it's truly anybody's game where this is a season that would kind of devastate me. Yeah. It, it really would be.
0: I would It'd just be like devastated if like, I was a Dallas fan. We lost to Jimmy Garoppolo this weekend.
1: Oh, my God. We're not even on the game yet. We're not even on the game. I think yet.
0: I'd stop watching.
1: No, I don't want to hear it right now. I don't want to talk about it.
0: If I lost that sexy little kid in Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Meow.
1: <laughs> Are you just, do, do I need to get you a Jimmy G jersey now?
0: Oh, just, hey. oh maybe he's the quarterback here next year.
1: Oh, no. there's Brian no.
0: Forlores, Jared Mayo, Jimmy uh-huh. Garoppolo.
1: I don't know why you're trying to dream of these Meow. Things. It's never going to happen. You're not going to get <sighs> your kid. I don't know why you keep wanting
0: it. Yeah, it's a shame.
1: He doesn't want you, man. And plus, because Jimmy G is winning, man, they're not going to get rid of him.
0: Yeah, they're going to get rid of him this year.
1: You hate what's-his-face?
0: They're still going to.
1: But you hate him! I mean,
0: I I hated Lance this year. I'm not saying he can't be good in the future. You know, he has a great arm. He can't break any tackles. He can't run very well, but, you know. Like, Garoppolo is definitely better than him this year. So... This weekend is the Super Wild Card Weekend. We got six games. We got wow. two on Saturday. We got the, the, the tacular game, the first game of the postseason, which is usually the worst one. Um, we have Vegas-Cincy. Saturday night, we have Buffalo-New England. Sunday at 12, we have Philly-Tampa Bay. Sunday afternoon, we have Dallas-San Francisco playing the Nickelodeon game. Sunday night we have Pittsburgh Kansas City and then Monday night which is outrageous we have Arizona Los Angeles for Monday night playoff game um the NFL has you know made too much of a good thing and now we have to sit here and watch six of these instead of a a nice four you know
1: um I'm kind of looking forward to the big weekend the only thing I don't understand is the late Sunday night game which I mentioned before it just doesn't make because
0: we have to see Patrick Mahomes the child wearing a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey.
1: I just, I really don't understand why the Big Ben just continuously gets the late games. Where
0: It's because of Mahomes. It's not because of Ben.
1: Matt, I need to know what they and by the way, this is what I need a fan to do here. If they care about me, just look up the ratings between the 49ers and Cowboys versus the Pittsburgh Steelers and Kansas City Chiefs. It's going
0: to no. be higher, and also that, that Dallas-San Francisco game, it's on the Paramount Plus channel. So nobody can even find it to watch it either. Are you it? Yeah. And so it's like you're going to pay CBS. five bucks. <laughs> yeah. It's not on CBS. It's on Paramount+. Plus. So even that game on a strange channel, you're going to have to pay extra money maybe to watch. That game will still have more views than Pittsburgh, Kansas City.
1: Okay, well, that's what I mean. I want to know the views. And by the way, Paramount+, Plus I already own, so whatever. And by the way, the key is, Split it between your families.
0: Hey, can I have your login so I can watch the South Park thing?
1: No, you can't have my login. I
0: won't watch the Dallas like game. Like I said,
1: it's split up between family. Only one person has one type of account out of any what of them.
0: We're family. What if I take you to Olive Garden? Can I have it then? Maybe. All right.
1: Maybe. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard
0: bargain. Uh, so earlier, a second ago, we did a David Coley Got Fired podcast. Make sure you listen to that one. Make sure you subscribe and everything like that because Taylor is tired of his job and he's trying to become a professional podcaster. So don't listen to me. Don't listen to it because you like the show or because you like what we say or you like me at all. Listen to it because we want to make sure Taylor can quit his job and become a professional podcaster.
1: How to save a life.
0: There we go. And (laughs) this is your chance to plug your Smallville podcast to our 6 million listeners.
1: Oh yeah, no, everyone needs to start listening to Somebody Save Me. The problem is, they need to do what you don't do. I know it's a terrible show, which is why you need to watch it. No,
0: it's, oh, this, you're someone. okay, Smallville's a terrible
1: yeah, show. Yeah, you, you need to actually watch Smallville, unlike you. Come on, it's Superman, it's corniness, it's what you love, you watch The O.C.
0: Yeah, I thought The O.C. was funny.
1: By the way, you struggle with saying that. I don't think you knew that, did you? I knew that you knew that. Yeah. Yeah, I told you. No, your wife told me how much you were. No, upset.
0: I told you she'd been watching. I was like, yeah, I liked it. I liked she it She said a bit. that
1: you yelled at her because she uh, skipped an episode or she watched an episode without you. She watched
0: it, all of it without me after a while.
1: And you said you have to go back.
0: <laughs> no, I didn't
1: do that. So you're why I I mean,
0: the best, the best episode of television ever is when Marissa <laughs> dies. All she does that, is actually, get drunk I... and make mistakes and cries and shoots people and almost fights somebody, almost kills somebody else. And, and then that's what she gets from messing around with that, that bad guy from Never Back Down, you know? That's a, no, bad, that's, a... that's a bad hombre. That's what you get.
1: Well, he's also the villain in Twilight. So if he's the villain in Never Back Down and in Twilight, you know he's trouble.
0: Yeah, and she's definitely watched those before, too.
1: Oh, for that's sure. It's lying
0: in her I... wheelhouse.
1: And let's be honest, too. The moment she dies, everyone's problem goes away. Yeah. Boom, everyone's happier.
0: Everyone's so much happier the next season. Yep. They had to create new, like, very minuscule problems because everybody was too happy.
1: Well, one of their problems was creating a comic book because everyone was too happy. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, wait, we can, like, we have free time now that we don't have to worry about Marissa.
1: Oh, my God. So, wait, nobody's getting a call from the ambulance or the cops saying that they found her?
0: Wow, there's, like... I didn't realize a day was so long. Like you can get so much stuff down.
1: All right, we're starting an OC podcast. Here it comes.
0: You could do that.
1: <laughs> you just
0: take you can just take turns talking to everybody's girlfriends or wives, you know. Just have a rotating guest.
1: By the way, I would get into fights. That's the only problem. I have very strong opinions yeah. on those shows and those characters. That'd be fun. Especially my twin.
0: Yeah. The worst part <laughs> of the show. Um, so we're gonna start here with Vegas, Cincinnati, I got the clock set for 10 minutes. The Bengals are four point fav- or five and a half point favorites at home. So the Raiders to get into the postseason, Taylor, they won four games in a row. They beat Nick Mullins in a COVID game that was actually even pushed back to try to hope and pray that Case Kingdom could start. It didn't happen. They beat Drew Locke because Tate Bridgewater uh, died this year, which you know crushed the Denver Broncos playoff hopes. They beat Carson Wentz and the Indianapolis Colts and Carson Wentz is terrible and the Colts are stupid and they suck and their whole fan base um deserves every bit of bad luck they get for booing Andrew luck. And they beat the Chargers in overtime in a game that they didn't need to win, they could tie to in the postseason anyways. And also all four of these games they won were one score games. Um have you liked watching the Raiders this year? Do you have what are they best at? Is there is there anything good you can say about the Raiders?
1: So yeah, I actually don't mind the Raiders whatsoever. The problem is they're truly just missing a big target down the field now, obvious reasons. But when it comes to what the Oakland Raiders... Like what? I, I'm, I, I don't want to get into that. I don't Deshaun
0: really. Jackson, Taylor.
1: Yeah, 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 Deshaun Jackson. He doesn't know where he is on the field. I'm still convinced whenever he caught the ball, he, he didn't know where he was. <laughs> so when it comes to the Oakland Raiders, though, I just think that if they're able to dominate the ball with Josh Jacobs, that then they're able to make things work, where then they can open the field a little bit more. The problem is, if their running game can't get off the ground with Jacobs, they're completely screwed. Because like I said, without any type of deep threat or without any type of real big threat, period, for them to truly focus on, the Raiders are going to be in trouble with this game. And even with Cincinnati already playing them earlier in the year, Cincinnati crushed them. So if it's just one of those cases where if Cincinnati just has an ultimate blood in the first half. I just don't see Oakland being able to catch up. The problem is, I can also see Oakland having one of those fluke games.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess it kind of like lends itself to the wide openness of it. Um, I think one of the problems like the Raiders have in this game is that the Bengals have a real boomer bust defense. They've given up a bunch of plays over twenty yards this year, seventy three of them, which is the fifth most in football. And the Raiders just like you mentioned don't create very many big plays at all. It's a real ball control offense, like. Derek Carr's been top-five quarterback, like a fringe fringe top-five quarterback this year, but just doesn't have the touchdowns that the other guys have. Like, he had 23, but the best quarterbacks this year always have, like, 40 and that sort of thing. Just because they don't get a lot of red zone trips, it's a ball-control offense. They run the ball a lot. They're not very good at it. It's a short passing. You know, kind of turn it out sort of team. And, like, the Bengals are a team they are going to score points, and you have to score points with them, and you have to match them downfield. And this really isn't the offense kind of, you know, built for it, too. The other problem also is that their pass defense is below average. Jamar Chase had a really good game against them whenever they played earlier this year. And I just don't see how they can... I think they're just going to have problems defending the pass in this game. Um, they have pretty good pass rushers on the outside. The he, the Bengals are probably easiest to be on the interior, even though Isaiah Prince has replaced Riley Reef at right tackle. And so like, if they can get some edge rush against uh, Prince, you know, because Jonah Williams is really good at left tackle, that's kind of the only path I can see them stopping the Bengals um, offense you know a little bit this week
1: well yeah i mean because even with the raiders even with you mentioning they won their past four their last four games man they were all within
0: 1917
1: yeah so there's a lot of magic that the raiders are going to have to pull in order to make this happen and if i'm being really honest here i just think it would be a real big disappointment if cincinnati were to be able to lose this game because with the Raiders, I mean, it's not only just Josh Jacobs, but their only receiver is Waller, right? They don't have. Well, anybody. Waller's hurt. Waller's not going to play.
0: No, he's been hurt for a long time. It's it's Foster Moreau. It's Hunter he was- Renfro. You know, you know who stepped up a lot for him? Zay Jones.
1: I thought he was Zay- coming.
0: No, he he's hurt. I love Zay Jones because he had this like slant and go route. For Buffalo probably like five years ago, and I was like, this is one of the most beautiful routes I've ever seen in my entire life. And just because I watched that one round like I love Zay Jones and I've been holding out, waiting for him to be good, and uh you were finally here, you know. Sometimes it's uh it's Traquan Smith. Sometimes it ends up being, you know, Zay Jones.
1: It it's never the Zay Jones. You've never even mentioned Zay Jones whatsoever. And by the way, what has he even done really that you're impressed with here?
0: He's had, like, he had like 126 yards last week and things like that.
1: He didn't have that last week. He only had, like, 27 yards.
0: Or two weeks ago.
1: Mm, whatever. He doesn't have that once. I don't even know what you're impressed all right, on. All right,
0: okay. Against Indy at 120 yards. Against the Chargers, he had 27. Against Denver, at had 50. 546 this year. He's really stepped up, you know.
1: <laughs> but, that's ex- but here's the thing, though. It's what we're exactly talking about here. The Raiders don't have anybody. We're we're like arguing over pennies here,
0: and that's whoa whoa. Zay Jones is at least a dime.
1: He's a nickel.
0: He's a nickel and two pennies.
1: All right, fine. I'll meet you at like fresh,
0: like fresh, like pennies, not with all that gum and gunk on them. Fine. When was the last time you saw a penny?
1: What do you mean? I see a penny all the time. I got pennies today.
0: I haven't seen a penny in forever.
1: You ever pay cash? No. It's probably why you haven't seen a penny.
0: It's been years. Jackass. (laughs) I grew up seeing pennies everywhere, all the time. Pennies. There's a lot of pennies in places. Yeah. Pennies anymore.
1: We all used to save pennies. Now that we just have cards, that's all we care about. Just give me the plastic.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, and like also the Raiders' run offense isn't very good too. Like Josh Jacobs hasn't been all that great. They've had offensive line injuries this year. Their offensive line right now is Colton Miller, uh, Simpson, Andre, Andre James. Leatherwood, their early first round pick, who can play right tackle. And then they brand Parker playing right tackle. So their offensive line is pass protected. You know, not very good, not very well, but the ball has been out quick. Um and again, like they're not a very good run blocking team. Ron Ronnie Barnard, though, or Rodney Barber has been pretty good though as a backup running back um for him. I guess it's Ronde Barber. I don't know. He used to play for the Broncos, but he's in a pretty good backup running back for him too this year. Um, I just think it's a bad matchup for them. And, like, I don't think the Raiders would be a good matchup for any of these teams also. They're just very mediocre. They won a bunch of games close at the end of the year. They play backup quarterbacks. Um, you know, they played against the Chargers team that can't stop the run, so they're finally able to run the football against the worst run defense in the league. And this, week, I think, will just be different for the Bucks and for the Bengals who have a, good, have a very, like, disruptive defense who creates a lot of big plays, but they give up big plays, and the Raiders just don't create them very much in offense.
1: Yeah, but it's like going back. I mean, I can just go through the Raiders, off, and it's gross to look at. It's gross to see that personnel. It's gross to see who you think's putting up points, where then you're comparing it to Cincinnati. Matt, I mean, I truly just love the offense so much and all the weapons that Joe Burrow has. So with the Raiders in their defense, just I don't see how the Raiders in Cincinnati turns into a gigantic shootout. And that's the only way that I think the Vegas has a chance. Yeah,
0: it has to become kind of a muck game.
1: It, exactly. They have a pretty
0: good run defense this year, though. Like, I really think for the Raiders, it comes down to their pass rush. Like, can Yannick and and Max Crosby, can they get, like, four sacks and ten quarterback hits?
1: But do you th- think... Quinn and
0: Jefferson, like, anchor the interior of the pocket? Like, I think that's what it comes down to, you know?
1: But do you think that they're going to be able to stop both all the passing with Joe Burrow, getting after him, because even if you do get after Joe Burrow, do you think they're going to be able to stop Joe Mixon?
0: Yeah, Mixon's been great. They've had a really good outs- – like, it's been surprising how good their outside zone game has been this year too. But like, the Raiders have had a pretty good run defense this season. It's been kind of surprising. Um, like, Abraham – or Jonathan Abrams actually been able to make a dent in the run game finally after getting picked on so much, you know, and passing downs for like – it was kind of like – he's like Jamal Adams, you know, but uh, you're know, worse than the pass coverage.
1: So, do you think that when the Cincinnati Bengals wins the playoff game, like they'll hold up a Marvin Lewis sign and then like put up the middle fingers or something? Do you think cool. that's gonna happen?
0: So, the Bengals haven't won a playoff game since nineteen ninety. They've lost, yeah. I think, eight straight wild card games in a row.
1: And this would be the game that they would, should, and could, and need to win. The
0: game. <laughs> yeah, in that playoff but, game, they beat the Houston Oilers like forty-one to seventeen. The other, see? Well, and the other interesting thing here, too, like the, the Raiders, you know, they went to the playoffs once in the last five years. That was 16. And Derek Carr broke his leg that year. And uh, Connor Cook was the quarterback against the Houston Texans. And Jadavion Clowney was really good that game. And the Texans won like, you know, 20 to nine or whatever. And Cook had one of the worst playoff games you'd ever see.
1: I can't believe that. I'm going to say that I actually feel bad for Derek Carr.
0: Right? I do, too.
1: This is a man that truly gives his life for the Raiders and they should take care of him. Where That's he... why you
0: don't want to have a gothic girlfriend. You give them everything you can and it's never good enough and they're just a black hole, you know?
1: Yeah, but I, I like that they have tattoos and that they're pale.
0: They're cool. Well, they're, and yeah. they and like you, you have to watch Nightmare Before Christmas once a week, you know?
1: Yeah, it's but it's...
0: Sometimes... You watch like as long as it's not Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, it's like, but- fine, we can watch uh, Edward Scissorhands, and you're like, fine.
1: <laughs> no, 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 Donnie Darko all the way. I just think that in the month of October, you always want one.
0: Yeah, that's when they come to life.
1: There you go. It's, real, it's a real hocus pocus thing.
0: Yeah. Um, so that's <laughs> our, the, the clock has just gone up here. I'm going to go Cincy 30, Raiders 20.
1: All right, so I'm going to go Cincinnati 41 and I'm going to Oakland, or I'm sorry, Las Vegas Raiders 22.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Um,
1: it's a destruction here, and I think Cincinnati is going to want to prove something that it, it's like what we've talked about where this is a weekend where the upsets I don't see likely happening, and that's why Cincinnati having this prolific offense. They got to destroy the Raiders. They just have to, to, for me to be a believer, this better not be a close game.
0: Well, the Bengals can't win the first in the playoffs, but it's all new teams, all new players, all new coaches. Um, The other thing I want to say about the Raiders too, like Carr's been really good this year and like, it's just been overshadowed with all the off-field stuff with the Raiders. And like, that's why you don't want to have a football team in Vegas. It's a curse. It's a burial ground, you know, it's a bad idea, but you know what's weird though? is The hockey team's been fine. The hockey team, zero problems. But I think it's because they're all drunk and crazy to begin with. Uh, but the football team, you know, it's just been a lot of bad things have happened since they moved there.
1: Well, it's only because you're allowed to bang on the glass at a hockey game. That's usually why everything works out well.
0: It's crazy how expensive those seats are, too, for the hockey game.
1: Are you kidding me? Those seats? are oh, man. But
0: we looked and we went. And this was like four years ago.
1: If you want It was to, 90
0: bucks to get in.
1: If you want to. We need to get on the glass seats a thousand dollars a ticket. No. And...
0: Let's rob let's rob an ATM.
1: I'm in for it, man. Let's do it.
0: Yeah. We'll have to wait for somebody to die and we get some inheritance and we can instead of invest we can go, go to Vegas and get glass seats and be like, it's what he would have wanted.
1: <laughs> That's exactly it. Look, I'm bringing their ashes with me. I love them.
0: Yeah, try try to toss them over the glass. Uh, they
1: the, want to be on the ice.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Saturday they've never watched, a, never watched a hockey game before their <laughs> entire life. They just wanted me to be happy. And this is me being happy.
1: They yeah. love the cold.
0: So Saturday night, we got Buffalo. We got New England. You want to hear the weather report? You ready for it?
1: Tell me the weather report.
0: I'm like, I'm standing in front of a green screen right now. I'm, Tell I'm pointing, me. I'm pointing to things. Um, we have a, a cold front coming from the Arctic Circle traveling right down through Buffalo. It's supposed to be a high of 11 degrees Saturday.
1: Sure up. A
0: high of 11 degrees. Nighttime, (laughs) when the sun falls, it's supposed to drop down to 3 degrees. The good news, though, no precipitation, and the wind's only going to be 11 11 miles per hour that day. So it won't be like that blizzard they played in earlier in the year where Mac Jones threw three passes and they won that game. Um this should be a game where like both teams could like hypothetically throw the football, but it's gonna be complicated by a little bit of wind and of course, you know, the cold fingers and everything else.
1: Matt. Matt Matt. Are you scared?
0: No, this is why you draft Josh Allen.
1: No. No, sir. This is the game on which you do not want to have happen with the weather. Yeah, you- it is. No, it's not. This is
0: why you draft. This like this was always the argument for drafting Josh Allen. Is that if you play outside and you play in the cold? You have to have a quarterback with a strong arm that can fight. They can throw the ball through the not wind and to cold throw
1: the ball downfield with the weather.
0: Yeah, he can.
1: He's. Not, I'm saying they're not going to. And if they do, New England's defense is too good. Matt, this is what New England wants. This is playing into their hand. This is what I told you before this started. It's I not, but this fun.
0: isn't this isn't the Blizzard Bowl though. It they're he, they're gonna be able to throw. The, and also the thing about Buffalo too, Taylor, is they're yeah. one of the best quick short passing offenses in football. Uh-huh. They're incredible at it.
1: Yeah, it's the only thing Mac Jones does though.
0: No, but Mac Jones is going up against the best pass defense in football. He's gonna. He, last time these two teams played, he What's was
1: your talent going up against.
0: He was fourteen, like a top ten. Top ten. Yeah, the the yeah, Patriots are like of the tenth best pass defense this year.
1: Even playing like top five defense,
0: I'm not. I'm saying pass defense,
1: overall defense,
0: overall like yeah, like fifth, six, yeah, yeah. But it's not, I'm talking about pass defense. Mac Jones last time these two teams played, fourteen of thirty-two, one hundred forty-five yards, two touch, two interceptions. You know, and also he doesn't have the arm to be able to throw through the wind like this.
1: I agree. I don't think Mac Jones is going to be able to do anything. And I think that if Allen is there, I'll put it this way: Allen puts up twenty-eight points, game's over. For sure. Think,
0: yeah. If he scores three points, the game's probably over.
1: I don't... If he scores 20, I think, yeah. I just think that Mac's going to score about 16 to 18 points, and that's well, it. Well, I think
0: Damien Harris is going to score 16 to 18 points.
1: I was going to say, I think Damon Harris is going to have two TDs all by himself.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: But, 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 okay, you agree with that. So now you're betting on no Allen being able to perform against this defense yeah. in the... Yes, yeah. if that's the case, but Matt, that weather report bothers me. I'm sorry, but I can't it. It's because
0: problem. you have the you have the blizzard in your brain.
1: I don't have the blizzard. You in have, my You mind.
0: have the blizzard in your brain. I'm telling you, the blizzard's in your brain. It's like this a- is gonna be really cold.
1: It's nipping. Yeah, nippy. it's
0: gonna be really cold. There's gonna be a little bit of wind, but it's not gonna be 40 miles per hour, where you can't throw the ball at all whatsoever.
1: And I and I agree with you on that, and. That's what you would have to hope for because if Allen at least gets one big play, I think that's going to put the pressure on Mac Jones. Where then it's going to force him to try to make a big play to match. Where then he's going to end up turning the ball over because he can't throw more than twenty yards down the field. And New England's going to have to take and the like, shot.
0: I, well, I think like Jones can in like better weather circumstances against a lesser opponent. You know, he's made some good <laughs> throws downfield this year.
1: They don't trust him at all. Like they really don't.
0: I think it depends on the opponent, but like yeah, against Buffalo, it's a little bit different. And also, like in weather like this, like this is like again the point I was trying to make earlier, though, is that whenever Buffalo drafted Allen, it was like they because of where they play and the weather they have, you have to have a quarterback with an insane arm. Like you have to take a risk on a guy like that. You can't have a little pea shooter as your quarterback in that environment.
1: That's why they drafted EJ Manuel.
0: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I can't remember if E.J. Manuel had good arm or not, but no, that's Jesus, what it was. he was terrible.
1: That's what they said it was. It's because he was able to throw through the wind.
0: Would you rather have E.J. Manuel or Christian Ponder as your quarterback?
1: Christian Ponder.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. I
1: would say Christian Ponder.
0: And one of the worst Texans losses of all time was in 12, whenever they were trying to clinch a one seed, and they lost to Christian Ponder, and then they lost to the Colts. E- e-
1: okay wow yeah that that
0: happened um so back to this game though like yeah i think the concern though for buffalo is just the rush attack that the patriots have they have a great rush attack a great power run attack they've had problems with damian harris all season long um in both their matchups and i think a lot of problems that the bills have is that they play a lot of nickel and like you play nickel against a power run team and you don't change it up you're gonna get beat you know their linebacker play, like, Treyman Edmonds has been very good this year. A lot of his tackles, he's made been like, six yards past the line of scrimmage. Um, their safety has, has have missed tackles as their last line defense, as we saw, like, with the Harris run, with the the big run Derek Henry had as well, too. And then also, like, whenever you fill the box up, if you just get hats on hats, like, you have rush lanes, you have no buy the second, third level to be able to make tackles, too. So, like, me as a Bills fan, what concerns me is the Patriots Ow. breaking, you know, a really long run and then all of a sudden it's 10-0, and then now your butt's kind of clenched up, and the wind's getting colder, and it's darker, and everything else that goes along with that.
1: You know what, though? What what I think has really actually helped Buffalo these past few games, and I I think I've mentioned it to you before, I don't know if on the podcast, but it's the fact that Josh Allen got a little bit banged up. And it's because, for me, what I always made fun of you on the years past about how Josh Allen was always looking to run before throwing I felt like this year the coaching staff and the offense was really trying to like go around that. Where I'm not saying it was Allen, I'm saying that the play calling was centered around of a lot of QB sneaks. Yeah, yeah. Towards the end of the season, you could tell he's banged up, where it wasn't the same. Where what I think has helped is now having Singletary be that back, where it's taking the pressure off of Allen. Where now the team can't just focus on Allen. Where now they actually have a running back to be able to look at and it will then open up Allen to be able to hit Diggs downfield cuz Diggs this season has just been so-so overall well, and,
0: and they don't even like need Diggs downfield they need Diggs and um they need Beasley to just like create first downs you know like well, they have McKenzie they've Davis for and they also have Sanders for more their downfield shots too um but like also like you know it's surprising too just like looking at the numbers the last 4 weeks of the season Allen has 232 rushing yards so he's had some really big games running but I think like going back to what you're saying they're not using like him as a runner as much like running it's quarterback power, power, running counter, but they've been running a lot more bootlegs with him and getting him getting out in space because they have had some problems with the blitz though. Um, you know, Carolina had a good game against him. You know, the Patriots had a pretty good game against them just by using blitzes to be able to kind of keep him in the pocket and forcing completions and trying to, like get him to make mistakes, but that's one of the things that he's been doing is that instead of like trying to break seven tackles and play hero ball, he's just been kind of throwing in completions against the blitz, you know, whenever nobody's open. Um, instead, try to make like that really big play, and so like that's the other kind of concern. about like New England is that they can probably blitz them well, um, and if they blitz well, they're able to play some man coverage with their good secondary, like they have. You know, they force them to a mistake or two. I think it's the kind of the other thing that goes along with it as well. Like the Bills' run offense has been, you know, kind of bad at times, but um, if Allen's really like rocking as a runner, you know, I think he just kind of creates the rest of the run game too, and it's going to be kind of like all out in this weekend too.
1: No, no, I I agree, and what I what I mean is like even to your point of that Allen has had more yards, but even when I was talking about with Singletary, yeah,
0: he had that hundred plus yard game and things like that.
1: Well, he's also had like even in the teens when it comes to the carries versus at the beginning of the season where Allen was their lead rusher. Mm-hmm. For me, that's not what you want to have happen with your quarterback, especially where even for my opinion, when I can admit, Allen has gotten so much better with throwing the ball. Which is why I don't need to see so many freaking QB sneaks when you have the backs that are able to carry that. Which, even against the last game that they played against with New England, I just feel like even with the 12 carries that Allen and Seal Terry are splitting, Seal Terry was still the one to get the touchdown because it's still throwing New England off, I feel. Yeah.
0: Well, and like you you mentioned the New England game, too, since they fell at 500 and lost overtime to Tampa Bay, they went 4 0. They beat Carolina, the Jets, Atlanta, and New England. And they also won all those games by two-plus scores as well. You know, and it's the best pass defense in football by DVA. They have a deep pass rush. Um, again, like, they've had some problems, like, against big runs, especially against power-run heavy teams like this, but, but their run defense isn't terrible necessarily. And, uh, like, Allen's played at MVP level, you know, from that Tampa Bay game on, too, aside from, like, that one kind of hiccup he had against the Carolina Panthers. I mean, for this game... Like, the weather doesn't concern me as much as the run game does, New England's blitz game. um, If, you know, Allen goes full Josh Allen and has a bad turnover or two, that's what concerns me more than, like, the weather or, like, what the Patriots' offense can do. So, for my pick, I'm going Buffalo 27, New England 13.
1: This This one's a tough one for me. This one really is. But, like I said, I think that Singletary is now their guy. He's what I'm relying on. The weather does bother me. It really did. This is playing in New England's hands. But I think Allen's going to score twenty eight points. And I think New England's going to score eighteen.
0: All right. The other thing concerns me too, you know, being a Bills fan is McDermott kicking field goals. Because he did the same crap against Tampa. And then also they've had a lot of problems with their kick returners, fumbling kicks. And so yeah. like, you know, you have to play a perfect yeah. game in the playoffs and the Bills just have like, you know, because their coaching staff and their special teams, they've had some problems doing that this year, too.
1: I just, it's been disappointing this season for me, Matt. And it's because going into it, I was I was big on this team and I've given you so much hate. But you and I both predicted this team to be able to go to the Super Bowl, I believe, didn't I?
0: I picked Buffalo, Tampa. I think wait, I picked wait. Buffalo, somebody else.
1: Actually, I thought I'd pick Kansas City because I said until somebody proves me otherwise, I'm picking them. So, I'm going to still stick, but I picked Buffalo to easily make the AFC Championship, which is what I'm continuing with, because this should be one of those tests where you're the better team. This yeah. is the, the beatdown.
0: Well, they would play Kansas City next round, probably.
1: Exactly. Which is the real getting over a big brother type field. Well,
0: they I mean, they beat them earlier this year, though.
1: I know, but this is they the actual— slaughtered
0: action. them.
1: This is when it matters.
0: That's That's fine. It's fun. They saw him earlier this year.
1: You still got to get by little sister here.
0: <laughs> they beat little sister though. She's tough. They're they're three and one against the Patriots the last two years.
1: Doesn't matter. All um.
0: Right. So Sunday, twelve o'clock, we have Eagles Buccaneers. Do you remember when these teams used to play in the postseason like the two thousands? It was kind of fun.
1: Uh. What we'll was? They played we'll that
0: wish. one NFC Championship game the year the Bucks won it all.
1: Who's the bald guy that T.O. said was gay?
0: Steve Garcia.
1: That's who it was. Yes. I always remember that type of atmosphere where it was those guys going against each other, McNabb and the quarterback too. That was the fun time. Yeah. I remember. Remember
0: they lost three AFC, they lost three MC Championship games in a row. And they beat Atlanta and Michael Vick and they lost the Patriots in the Super Bowl.
1: And you know what? That's okay. And then nobody's gonna blame you for doing those things. I just I'm excited for this one. This one, and you—it's at- an
0: interesting game
1: because this is the game where I'm like, I I agree with the extra playoff seat because no, uh-uh. I yeah. know. Let's see. This is where we go back to it because Matt, this is the type of game I do want to watch. I do want to see this. Yeah,
0: I'm excited. I mean, this game, like, I think should be but fun wouldn't
1: be in it without the extra.
0: But yeah, I'd rather ha- have it not be here than it be here at all. You I, know, uh, I'm not dreading it. It's not like watching. New Orleans, Chicago last year, but it's still stupid. And it should exist. Um, so at one point this year, the Eagles were two and five. And then they kind of realized that, hey, Jalen Hurts is a really good runner. We have a good offensive line here. Miles Sanders is a good running back. And they start running the football. Um, since they were two and five, they started averaging 184 rushing yards a game. Jalen Hurts led the team with rushing with 784. Then Sanders with 754. Uh, Jordan Howard, 406. Bart Scott, 373 game level 291, their offensive line of mulata Dickerson, Kelsey, Herbig, and Johnson has been really great this year too, and they've just been like, they've just been chewing teams up with their offensive line and run game, kind of similar to how like, the Eagles have you know typically played, it was just an issue with uh, the play calling where, you know, they were trying to be more like a shotgun spread, uh, like just scramble whenever nothing's open, Jalen Hurts, instead of actually committing to their run with both their quarterback and their backs, and more like I guess like, I wouldn't even say conventional, but just more handoff design uh, runs.
1: Man, I don't have anything to add because I feel like that the Philadelphia Eagles listen to our show uh, as well as the other million, two million listeners. And it's because we talked about why aren't they running? We talked about how their backs would get 12 yards after one carry and then they wouldn't get any more carries. It was the weirdest thing anyone ever watched because Philadelphia, regardless of how decent Jalen Hurts was playing, you were asking him to do everything, which was don't go three and out. Don't go three and out because they weren't going to waste time on the clock. Mm -hmm. It was it was dumb. But to your point, they finally realized their faults and then they turn into an actual football team running an actual offense. Or then they turn into something where it's now interesting because the team has gotten better over time. The offense with Jalen Hurts, uh, it's scary. It is a little bit terrifying as a Cowboys fan. The Bucks, though, I think are just a bad opponent for them, which is what we go back to the very beginning of it's all about matchups.
0: Yeah. Well, and so, like, the Eagles, too, um, I'm here, I'm looking at, NFL's next gen stats. And one of their stats says you love average that. average, you know, time to throw. I hear Jalen Hurts has the highest time to throw in the NFL with eight seconds. I'm looking at it right here. It says eight seconds he it takes him to throw the football. And it's like I'm joking. I think it's like four point seven or whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> but he still has like one of the highest. You're just agreeing to it. It's still one of the highest ones in the league, though. And like if the Eagles can you know, pass protect long enough to allow Hurts to make plays and be able to, you know, slowly like read through the defense and find open throws. And, you know, their run game is able to get like 150, 175 yards. Like this game could be like close or you know, maybe the Eagles could pull the spoiler off here for it. Uh, but there's two concerns. One is that Shaq Barrett's coming back as well as Jason Pierre Paul.
1: I was going to say, isn't everybody coming back, yeah, man? Yeah,
0: and Leonard Fournette's coming back this weekend too. So they're healthy on I mean, their, on their I mean, defensive I mean, front. And, but the, the past, I mean, the Buccaneers' run defense has been very average this year. Uh, both of you look at yards per carry or DVOA, it's been average, just kind of surprising. I think a lot of that, though, also is just because, like, they're up big, you know what I mean? And, like, teams run the ball and they're playing a lot of light boxes and you just kind of let them get six yards and who cares because you're up by, you know, 21 points or so. But, like, I think it's been fascinating, though, to watch this run-heavy offense against one of the best front sevens in football that's fully healthy and then also watching this fearsome pass rush that you know devoured teams last year going up against the quarterback that has to hold onto the ball for you know five, six seconds or so.
1: Boom. And you just answered why I said this is a bad matchup. I just don't think that with Tampa having all of their players coming back now healthy, where this defense, especially last year, was all about blitzing was all about pushing everything towards the quarterback where the quarterback can't breathe or make a move. Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts needs all the time in the world to be able to make something happen. Where unless their running backs can be able to break off something, that's why I think this is going to be an annihilation because Jalen Hurts is not going to be ready for this game. And not going to be
0: ready for this game.
1: I don't think their coaching staff is going to be ready. Especially with this healthy defense, I truly expect three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. I just think this Bucks defense is just gonna demolish them. I just I have a feeling that it's gonna be boom, 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 after Jalen every single time where he's not gonna be able to have any type of eight second drawbacks, seven second plays. He's gonna have to make a decision and it's gonna have to be quick.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's I think it's the biggest concern. I think they're gonna be able to run the ball some. You know, the Jets are able to run the ball against them fairly Joe- well in that close game they played um and so i think there's a chance for them to be able to run the football but yeah like i think it really kind of comes down to like how sharp is hurts you know like and also like how can he, how athletic is he like can he break tackles consistently can he get away from barrett can he get away from vea and golston and pierre paul um how does he react to this heavy blitz defense too and so like i don't know i like this game more than i thought i would um the line here too is pretty high the line is buccaneers by eight and a half as well at home um, and, like, you know, the Buccaneers offensively, like we mentioned, Fournette's back, the Eagles are all about their defensive line. Like, that's what their whole defense is built upon. They don't have good linebacker play. Their secondary play is, you know, whatever. I know Slay's been better this year than he was last season, but the Bucks still have the best offensive line in the NFL, you know. They have a great power run attack. They have great pass protection. And I think it's just me hard, too, for the Eagles to be able to uh, get any sort of consistent pass rush on Tom Brady, this kind of quick passing offense.
1: All right, so I hate to say, I hate to be this type of guy, but Matt, do you think Antonio Brown's nonsense gave Tom Brady motivation?
0: Gave him motivation?
1: Because he
0: needs any extra motivation. On
1: that, Antonio threw his name out there as if, how is Tom Brady my boy? Meaning Tom Brady was never looking after him. Yeah. He has a bad taste, once again, in people's mouths. Meaning. Tom Brady's got to scrub it out with so. So what's going to happen is that I think Tom Brady is going to have that momentum where I believe Mike Evans coming back and Godwin out.
0: Godwin, yeah, he's out for the year.
1: So who is he who's the little man? Who am I thinking of?
0: Um, I know who you're talking about. I, I think he's out too, though. What? Scotty Phillips, Scotty Miller.
1: Scotty Miller, is he out?
0: Yeah, I think he's out.
1: What? So it's pretty much, all right. So So it's
0: (laughs) Evans, it's Gronk, but they have Rashad Parabin back. Tyler Johnson's a big wide receiver. They have Cameron Braid as well, too. No, Sky Miller's there. Yeah, my bad.
1: Okay, okay. I was, all right. That makes me feel a lot better. I was like, man, he's got no, like, middle of the field here. He's got no, like, little quick person going around. Okay.
0: And Sky Miller's funny because, like, he's a better deep threat probably than as a short wide receiver, like a short threat guy.
1: Well, it's because he just sneaks back there. Incredible catches, too.
0: He's like Solid Snake inside of the cardboard box running around. (laughs) And then also he's 30 yards downfield.
1: But Tom Brady needs a guy like that where you need – obviously, you already have your distraction, and Mike Evans is the big guy. You already have your running back in Fournette. You have the best offensive line. You just needed that quick guy. Miller's back. They're fine. Perryman's there. Fine. Gronk's there. Fine. I think that they're going to be just good enough where Tom Brady's just... I'm I'm thinking four TDs. I'm thinking maybe 280. I'm thinking... I think,
0: I think the only thing that gives credence to what you're saying about the Brown thing was did you see that Brady stayed in in their blow against the Panthers to make sure that Gronkowski got the yards he needed to get his bonus? Yep. <laughs> and also the thing that Brown's saying that too, it's like you don't have a job if it wasn't he, for Tom Brady.
1: Yeah. He gave you a job and he let, and he let you stay in his house. Yeah. Matt, he let you stay in his home and you said he does not look after me. What?
0: The Joker the Joker rides again.
1: The Joker needs to go back to Arkham.
0: Yeah, he does. Where's Ark I guess Arkham is Kanye West's house? Did you see that the other day?
1: What what I you- guess there
0: was some video it was Kanye West, AJ Brown. Julia Fox, Madonna, and like a few other people listening to Kanye West's new music. <laughs> that's Arkham Asylum is Kanye West's house.
1: Yeah, that's where you're never making <laughs> it. It turns in yeah, whatever okay. So Arkham and Kanye's house looks like Squid Game.
0: No that means, but
1: well, you it should it know good. It this is your problem. You like to pressy things, watch Squid Games.
0: Oh no, I don't I don't understand it.
1: You and will. I don't watch. like.
0: I don't like anime. So I don't think I like it.
1: It's not anime. So it, it looks like anime. Doesn't matter. It's not anime. And it's the. Oh yeah, that's why you won't watch it because it's the most watched Netflix show of all time. It's popular. You hate that's it. It's Too
0: popular for me. I'll watch it in like six years.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking ten.
0: Man, maybe that. Um, I well, I watch True Detective season one again soon, and I got Bear Call Saul's coming back. You know,
1: Squid Games is like a True Detective though. Mm, I don't know. That's why you need to watch it because it's your type of messed up nonsense.
0: We'll see. We'll see. Um, So is the line it? the line here is There's... eight and a half. <laughs> I just we got <laughs> the line here is eight and a half for the Bucks at home. I'm gonna go Philly to cover. I'm gonna go Tampa thirty twenty three, and I just mean it like I think Tampa is probably going to go pretty big, and then but Hertz is going to play the entire game and he's going to work hard and he's going to run over the field and. Um, I think it's gonna wear out Tampa too, but throughout the game, especially the offense goes up, you're know, pretty big in it. Um, so I think it's gonna be one of those games like Tampa like wins and they're up pretty pretty big, but the game looks closer than it ended up being. So again, I'm going Tampa 30, Philly 23.
1: Uh, yeah. So for me, I mean that's a big point spread here, but like I said, I just think this is something that Jalen's not gonna be expecting, nor the coaching staff. I think this is gonna be a pretty big demolition. So I'm going to have Ooh. the Tampa 38. I'm going to have the Philadelphia Eagles. To your point, though, I think they'll be coming back a little bit, but they'll be 28. So okay. I still think that Tampa's going to cover there.
0: Sounds good. It's a demolition derby.
1: That's what exactly. I think there's going to be a lot of car wrecks.
0: You want to hear one of the funniest things, sir? one of the most beautiful things I ever saw? What do you got? I was at the California State Fair probably like six years ago or seven years ago, whatever it ends up being now, uh-huh. and uh, we went to the demolition derby for it. And so, yeah, so there was a car whose number was nine eleven, like nine one one, and whatever. And he like drove around the court, around the you know the the track or whatever, um, before the national anthem played. And then he got out and had American flag and stood on top of his car and was waving the American flag. And then like while it was going on, like we were cheering for him. You know, we're all excited for the nine eleven car, and we're cheering for him and cheering for him. And then, like, towards the end of the race, it's like, him and somebody else, like, going at it. And we got a 9-11 chant going on in the crowd. It's sort of like, 9-11, 9-11. And everybody's chanting 9-11 at the California State Fair. And he ended up winning, too. It's beautiful. One of the great moments of my life.
1: All right. So cheering for 9 For some reason, I think there's a lot of going to hell type of mojo going on we're there. cheering for
0: the car the car you cheering <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the audible words we're saying
1: i don't know if you're allowed to say that out i don't and know this if- was,
0: and we were sober too there was no alcohol involved this was just energy you know it's just that makes it
1: field. you know what that makes it worse
0: i guess so but <laughs> it was a fun thing so the next game the sunday 330 get ready to get, get slime taylor It's Niners-Cowboys. The Cowboys are three-point favorites at home. Um, So are you afraid yet of that sex kid in Jimmy Garoppolo?
1: Is Carson Daly going to be doing this game as the host? That would be amazing. Uh, The
0: MTV News game?
1: Oh, my Lord. I think he became like the host of Slime Time, right?
0: I don't know what he's doing. I know he was doing the Late Late Night show on NBC.
1: All right. So I want to be scared. I really do. But this is my issue right now. And that's, it's probably pr- going to go in the Arizona game way. And I don't want it to, but I just think that that's what it would go to if it's ever going to blow up in my face. And it's because the Dallas Cowboys should truly beat the 49ers where the moment that the Cowboys come out of the gate, they should be able to score making Jimmy G having to come back okay. where if, Putting the pressure on Jimmy to have to score the touchdowns instead of them being able to waste clock and run the ball with E.J. Miller, Debo Samuel the entire time. I, it's impressive, but I think it can be beaten as long as you can put up points. Dallas should be the team that can put up points to where 49ers can't run their offense.
0: Yeah. Well, I think one of the problems with the Niners offense is like, you know, it's really horizontal, it's really like bootleg, you know, crossing route, yards after the catch you know, jet sweep, you know, it's a, it's not very vertical at all. Um, well, it's also not very vertical either, you know? And like, what do the Cowboys have? They got freaks, you know, freaks. they got freaks. They have a lot of speed on defense. They have a lot of freaks. I don't think this is a team that they need really need to be worried about. But this, I mean, not necessarily being worried about, but like, this is a team that can be able to like run and chase and deal with all the horizontal, like whiplash that, the foreigners like to use, you know, and like I think this is the game too, where Michael Parsons plays the middle linebacker, and you just go, just chase the ball, <sighs> just follow the ball around, you know.
1: And he came back, uh, I think, even today, as far as from COVID protocol. So yes,
0: nobody's I, gonna have COVID in the postseason either.
1: Nobody will. It's gonna magically disappear after a day or two. Yeah, but completely agree. Where Micah should just be following anybody that's gonna be touching, especially if it's Debo, or especially if it's DJ. I just think that Micah being able to now be in the lineup, be in the middle, going into the playoffs. This is where I'm going to I'm going to hope that you're still going to see the special jump off the screen. Because, again, Matt, after watching this with the 49ers, I just think this is a team where my defense is able to play well, where no matter even if my offense plays crap, which I am believing they are. I think that my defense is still going to be able to put them in the game with this type of team that they're going up against. All I need is a turnover or two. I just need Jimmy to throw the ball. If I can get a pick or two, I'm solid. I just need Jimmy to throw it.
0: Yeah. Well, and like the Niners, you can get some pass rush a little bit off the right-hand side of their offensive line. They're one really of those teams that's just hard to you know, rush the passer just because of you know, all the play action, all the misdirection that goes along with you know, their team in general. Um, but like I think it comes down to like forcing longer third downs, forcing Garoppolo to have to win from the shotgun and win from like three, four wide receiver sets. And then the other thing too, like the Cowboys do have good edge defenders as well. And so like, they should be able to box runs in somewhat, be able to force things back towards the middle, um, with Gregory and and everybody else that they have out there too. And so like, I think this also that kind of plays in line with what and they have a fast secondary like curse is a lot of fun to watch. You know, Hooker's been a good deep middle player. Their cornerbacks have some problems tackling, but again, they have speed at that position.
1: Well, exactly, and especially even where you have so many, where you have Vander Esch who's been whatever, but even though last game he was decent, you still have DeMarcus Lawrence who all of a sudden looks like that he's worth at least half of his contract. So you are having guys being able to step up, and I think it's because of the momentum. You You know what my problem, though, is? And this is where my father and I go back and forth, which is what I told you all about. You have been saying
0: all year, their first-round playoff loss team.
1: Stop it. I'm not believing that yet. But what my point was is Diggs. Matt, Diggs' stats, he is probably the worst defender on the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Yeah, I've read something he gave up 1,000 yards receiving this year.
1: Yes. And, and then re- he's
0: just a wide receiver. <sighs>
1: And that's where I told you. I. Let the I,
0: Cowboys move Diggs to wide receiver next year.
1: No, they shouldn't. And it's because even with, I'll put it to this way, when Gallup is out now and you see how Wilson is playing. Wilson yeah, Wilson's and, good. Wilson and Dak have such a great chemistry. And Wilson
0: can catch the football.
1: And he's tiny too. And I mean, he's made some incredible catches. I just think him and Dak have such a great chemistry when it comes to it, which is why I'm not. Man, if the offense blows up, oh my, if Zeke doesn't run the ball well, oh, if, I, I just need something that's going to be able to make me feel good about myself. And I don't think... Well, you op-
0: you picked the wrong thing to I don't care about that- to feel good about yourself.
1: Hey, 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 this offense needs to give me something, and I don't think they're going to, okay?
0: Yeah, well, the other thing about, so like, San Francisco's one of the best teams at creating explosive plays, and Dallas has problems stopping them. But, like, a lot of their explosive plays, though, again, are yards after the catch. It's a crossing route where they break a tackle and take off for, you know, more after that. And I really think kind of the key for Dallas' defense, you know, aside from the other things we mentioned, is just, like, their cornerback's tackling pretty well. You know what I mean? Like, limiting five-yard catches to seven yards or eight yards, not turning five yards into 30 yards and things like that to allow Garoppolo to play, like, a very simplistic offense.
1: I really, truly hope, though, that this is not a close game. If it's a close game, I'm probably going to be panicking, especially like what I've talked about earlier, where if Mike McCarthy is having to make decisions,
0: <laughs>
1: and if he is having to actually make calls where it comes to challenges or having to be clock management style with the timeouts, man, I may be screwed.
0: I still can't believe He's the head coach there.
1: Well, whoa, 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 wait. that's actually what I'm going to ask you here. Matt, if Dallas loses, is he fired? I think so. He's fired. No. I, I completely agree where I would never normally say that, but with this team and especially.
0: Because they, they would just make Kellen Moore the head coach.
1: That's boom. Oh, my God. Okay, I love you. I told my father this the other day where I go, it's going to happen. There, it's where Jerry's just now waiting. Because
0: he's, he, well, he's also like Moore's interviewing right now, and Jerry loves him. He's afraid he's going to lose him.
1: Oh my god, this is exact. it's exactly...
0: become Jason Garrett
1: 2.0. If McCarthy loses, he is fired more as the head coach. We're on the same page.
0: Um, this game is interesting because we also have Shanahan, you know, as the offensive coach going up against Dan Quinn. And as you remember, Shanahan was the OC for Dan Quinn when they blew that 28-3 to lead. And now they're going to be going up against each other in this weekend's game.
1: Man, I need Quinn to just keep going right now because he's going to be hired next year as a head coach. So the
0: New York Giants.
1: He's going to be hired by somebody, and he deserves it. I don't think so. He does, Matt. I'll put it to this. I think he's going
0: to get hired this year.
1: He's going to. Oh wait, you don't think he's going to be hired? I disagree with that. As far as him being a great coach overall, if you don't think he's going to be, I'm not. I want to disagree with you because I think he's. I think. Well, I
0: think he lost his mind after they lost that game. No, he, I I read an article where they like went to training camp and he had a clock on the wall that instead of numbers it just said now. He's like, we don't care about the past. We only care about right now. Last year didn't happen. We only care about now.
1: <laughs> I'm I think see, he lost his mind. I think he is so much better as a defensive coordinator where he shouldn't be a head coach. But I think that somebody's going to offer him to be.
0: Yeah, I don't. I think I think he's a year away from it. Um, but he's done a good job there this year. Like he's been done a great job getting the freaks and spots to make plays. Um, who do you think has the better quarterback in this game? You think Dak's better than the sex kitten?
1: I don't want to talk about Dak. I've been trying to avoid this subject. He's better? Because Dak is, and if Dak, if Dak realizes in the back of his mind that yes, whenever I have the open field and I'm able to run, then I can take that he needs to not be afraid to be able to just move. I think when Dak second guesses himself is when he's making the mistakes. But if he's just in the rhythm, he's perfect, especially yeah. when passing, especially when it's taking up, whenever he's doing his quick decision making because he can do this, then he's perfect. It's when he second guesses things is when all of a sudden things turn to crap.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Whenever they, he starts double I clutching guess. passes. Yes. That's when you run into problems. Yeah, none of that.
1: It's this. The two pumps going down and the ball is still not out. You know that odds are in the next 30 seconds, it's a turnover.
0: Yeah. Um, And the last thing to touch on is Dallas' offensive line is good at pass protecting. They're going up against probably the best front four pass rush in the NFL. Um, And like Eric Armstead has discovered how to play football again, which is very exciting for the 49ers. You know, he's had some great games recently. And there's Bosa, of course, and Arden Key and DJ Jones. And, you know, and, uh, you know Tyron Smith is back left tackle. The Cowboys have pass protected well. And they also run a, a pretty quick passing offense. And, like, I, and, you know, and San Francisco plays, that like, cover four, cover seven defense. And so I think, you know, it's a defense you can scheme against pretty easily if you're able to pass protect for, you know, three and a half seconds. And I think Dallas has the offensive line to do so as well. So I'm going to go Cowboys. I'm going to go Dallas 31, San Francisco 16.
1: Wow, you got a slaughter over there. I don't have that. It's called, uh, I've, it's called
0: I've watched Jimmy Garoppolo play football for you know, the last three years.
1: Isn't the point spread only
0: three? Uh, it's, yeah, it's three points, Dallas.
1: Yeah, I'm taking Dallas 31, 49ers 27. Ooh. I don't want this game by any means. I just think it's going to break my heart in the end.
0: No, I think Mexico will break your heart.
1: No, because if I win this game, I think I win next week.
0: You'll play Tampa next week. Yeah. And you'll lose, like, 31-28, to 28, and Brady will have a game-winning drive.
1: Nope. Sorry. You want to know why? Because you already did that to us. You're yeah, not it's going
0: gonna... ha- to happen again. <laughs>
1: again. you going to do it again. This yeah. time, Dak is going to get the ball last. Dak uh, is going to have to shot for it. Dak is going to have to make the play.
0: So the, the Sunday night game, we have Pittsburgh, Kansas City— the Chiefs are twelve and a half point favorites. Did you hear Big Ben said? that we have no chance to win this game. We're just gonna go out and have fun.
1: <laughs> I don't want to talk about this game now. Alright,
0: well I I have one big big point, one big idea.
1: Did he really say that? Yeah,
0: he did. It's very funny. He's just he's a goofball, you know.
1: When he's a goofball.
0: Um, so I have an idea, you know. Have you ever heard of the Illuminati hum- humiliation ritual? No. So it's like LeBron James's decision, that was a humiliation ritual. Like he knew he was going to take a lot of flack for, it, but he sold his soul to do it. Um Jay-Z cheating on Beyoncé, humiliation ritual. Taylor Swift and Kanye West, that was the Taylor Swift humiliation ritual. So so like you have to be humiliated like this to like lose your ego to be able to join, you know, the the new world order, that sort of thing. So Jackson Mahomes Patrick Mahomes' little brother and his TikTok dancing, that's an humili- Illuminati humiliation ritual. Matt? There's no, like, why else would he let him do it? It's because he has to let him do it so he can sell his soul to win five Super Bowls and make, you know, $3 billion.
1: Matt? What the hell?
0: It's a good idea.
1: Okay. Here's the thing on why. I hate to agree with you. I don't know why he's allowing him to keep doing this crap.
0: I, I would not invite him to the game anymore.
1: Well, and that's where my issue comes from. Where I, would, or I would
0: not let him on the field anymore. Said, You see the, the club suite with Papa? Go up there. You're not well, coming on the field anymore.
1: It's also, Matt, what are you doing him any favors by making him act that way? Where What is he going to come as a reply? Listen, man, my followers need to see me. Okay? They need to see where I'm at. Why can't I go to the game? I mean, is that what he's saying to you? And you're like, you're right. You're right, man. I need to make sure you're there for those people. Like Patrick, slap his ass across the face. Back of the head. Do something. Beat big brother. Beat the living crap out of him. You
0: can't because it's an Illuminati humiliation ritual.
1: You know what? That video of him, ugh.
0: They're all awful.
1: They're all awful, which makes you kind of believe that maybe Patrick is either that way or he's the complete No, opposite.
0: he's not like that at all. <laughs>
1: or, or no, no, no. It's the complete opposite. So that's where he's just so not like that whatsoever that he wants somebody to be that way in his life.
0: No, I think he just loves his younger brother. and He's like, fine.
1: Man, if that was your younger brother, you'd beat him. Yeah, I wouldn't let this happen. Exactly my point. If you were a star and you had a younger brother that acted like that, you would hit him.
0: Even if I wasn't a star. If I was like, if I had a younger brother and I went anywhere with him, he acts like that, I wouldn't hang out with him anymore. I said, you have to stop doing this.
1: Yeah, but what if he has like 10 million followers?
0: Uh, even better. No.
1: <laughs> I'd
0: rather him be an alcoholic than be, you know, danced in the middle of a Macy's like that. Oh
1: I, I will say, though, uh, who, who? why? Why? Just... What is <clears throat> what is with the dancing?
0: No, I don't get it. I know I'm going to get you for your birthday this year, though. What is it? Don't worry about it. I don't want it. <laughs> You're going to love it.
1: I don't want it anymore.
0: Um, but this game had to be the night game because of Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs are 12.5-point favorites. I'm going to go Kansas City 34, Pittsburgh 17.
1: I really don't like this game. I'm going Kansas City, 50. I'm going Pittsburgh (sighs) Steelers, 30.
0: Are you going to watch this game? No. I'm going to watch this game.
1: I'm not going to watch this game, and that's what I don't get. I don't get why this is my Sunday game. Instead, I'm just going to watch anime. I mean, I should boycott it. That's what I'm doing. I'm watching anime instead. I don't want to do this. Like, This should not be my late game. You should give me my Cowboys as my late game. This This should be
0: the 12 o'clock game on Saturday.
1: Yes, Matt. How does the 49ers versus the Cowboys, who already has that rivalry in the past, not have the late game?
0: It's because of Patrick Mahomes.
1: It does it. How does it bring I'm telling you,
0: because everything's about Patrick Mahomes.
1: I'm not going to let this one go.
0: Everything's about him. I'm I'm tired of it. I've had enough of it. So the last game we have here. Monday night football, because f- four games isn't enough. Saturday, Sunday is enough. We have to have Monday as well. Monday night football, we have Arizona, Los Angeles. The Rams are four-point favorites. Um, the Cardinals are kind of like in a bad spot right now because ever since the Andre Hopkins got hurt, their passing offense has fallen apart because he's no longer being bracketed. And so their little wide receivers and A.J. Green no longer consistently get you know, single-man coverage um, that they were able to use to create like a really great passing offense out of. And they've just been a funk since they lost him.
1: It, exactly. And even when it comes to them playing against the Cowboys and the Cowboys losing to them, it's more like it, that was the Cowboys blowing it. Because overall, they just haven't looked like a good team. Not near as dominant as they were at the beginning of the season because – now that DeAndre Hopkins isn't needing to be double coverage, you now have two guys on the field or an extra guy on the field if you're the defense that can do whatever the hell you want to do with them.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, and like like their offense was actually like well executed um, with Hopkins, and I think you know Cliff Kingsbury made a lot of really great schematic decisions to run like a efficient passing attack instead of it just being you know quick out routes to Hopkins and you know scrambles by Kyler Murray, and you know since they went through. A part of the season without him, he tore MCL. They really haven't been the same. This week, the, and they also had a lot of problems stopping the run recently, too. But the Carlos, do have their offensive line healthy. Also, J.J. Watts come back this weekend. Are you ready, Taylor?
1: Well, and I am ready because the other side of it is the Rams haven't been too confident either. So. No.
0: This is like the game that everybody have been so yeah. excited for 10 weeks ago, and now it's here, it's like, I don't know what to do with this.
1: I... You don't know it, but either one can win because it seems like that they're both kind of having the same issues, except Matthew Stafford seems to just have a little bit of the picking going on because he can't stop throwing some INTs. And this is where the money's on the line, where the Rams have given everything. Mm-hmm. Everything, everything
0: so, all the time.
1: All the time. This The Von
0: is- Miller trade was terrible.
1: Well, now that you know that he can't play whatsoever, the Denver Broncos easily won that trade. That's the best thing they've ever done in their lives.
0: Yeah. Like, I watched Von Miller before the trim. Like, he just runs a lot to run himself into pressure. And they have a great secondary that's able to cover for, like, five seconds, that sort of thing. And it's like, I wouldn't trade Miller just because of the idea of it. But if you're giving me that, it's like, yeah, we're doing it. Well,
1: and the only thing when it comes to the Rams... Is not even their defense, which to your point, Matt, their defense should be dominant. Why is it not dominant? Is I'm, it just because of the Vaughn? I mean, you have Donald, where then you have Ramsey. Why is it that the Rams were not able to close last week, for example?
0: Well, I think it's just a lot of just because it's based on depth, also. Like, it's next man up, so they have a lot of like fourth, fifth, sixth undrafted free agents to build the rest of their defense because it's built around, you know, donald and ramsey being you know, incredible also they had a, a safety injury to um taylor Rapp, and so eric Weddle is gonna may, play, may start safety for the rams this weekend too
1: that's gonna be i think good. he's
0: 37 years old
1: <laughs> i'm gonna say how many times are they gonna be th- but who's he gonna throw the ball d2 is it just gonna be a christian kirk yeah and hopefully he doesn't overthrow them and because- green's
0: been better than he's been a lot better than i thought he was gonna be this year Well, he still has some gas.
1: Let's not try to beat around the bush. It's Murray that seems like he's been off with his throwing. I don't know. um,
0: He gets hung over at times.
1: Exactly. Where how you can always tell where he's hung over. This is the classic on why I hate Murray at the same time. Matt, you know what I hate more than life? Hmm. Is whenever I see him doing the limp back to the bench. Oh, yeah. It's like the classic, like the head's down.
0: The head down is a big one
1: and it's the he's a big hat. head down guy yeah where it's just like and it's like a waddle type thing that's going on back to the bench oh it just pisses me off i'm like you're okay cut the crap because then he's running around the next play like nothing happened and then he's doing the same thing again oh my god i hate it
0: yeah yeah i i know what you're saying i i, I really like the rams run offense hasn't been good like sony michelle's not good
1: been okay. No, oh, no wait, so the
0: Cardinals, like the Cardinals have had some problems running the football, but their offensive line is back to health again.
1: Why did they give up for Michelle?
0: I think like a third or fourth round pick. He sucks though.
1: He sucks.
0: Yeah. And he's going to get 20 carries for 70 yards. I don't know why they hate Daryl Henderson so much. I know he's been hurt, but like, he's the best running back they have and they never want to play him.
1: All I- right. And he must have done something, either or he can't memorize the playbook for Sean McVay, and that's what Sean McVay wants. Outside zone
0: left, outside zone right, I got the playbook
1: down. Hey, it's complicated for some, not all.
0: Yeah, I think it's pretty simple um, for (laughs) a running back for the Rams, you know. But, I mean, I think the key of this game, like, I think these teams are pretty even, you know, offensive, defensively. I think the key, though, for Los Angeles is to be able to run the Cardinals into single high coverages. Like the Cardinals have moved Buda Baker from like being the like eighth man in the box to playing single high, and then put in um, Jalen Thompson at other role there, and like I really think the key for him is just get them in a single high, and then that way Stafford can hit like one or two deep throws off play action, and be able to you know really take advantage of those single high sets whenever they get it by you know run the ball to stat, to set that up, and then the second thing too is the Cardinals second, third, and fourth cornerbacks suck. Robert Alford's bad. The other guy they have is bad, and this is like the game for Odell Beckham, I guess. Because if you imagine you have a lot of Byron Murphy on Cooper Cup, you know, like Murphy's been really good this year, but it's like you double team or you maybe even put Baker on Cooper Cup, um, rotate him and you know, Murphy in those spots because this is a blitz heavy like man coverage defense, and then you know, put your put your second cornerback on Odell Beckham. Like this is a big Odell Beckham game if the Rams win, I think too.
1: Well, yeah, and because they don't like to trust Jefferson either because Jefferson— No he gets
0: one catch for 65 yards.
1: Because he doesn't know the playbook either.
0: One well, catch, 65 yards.
1: But you're exactly right. I think that this is what it's going to be relying on. Matthew Stafford and Odell Beckham got to have that chemistry where, man, I can easily see Matthew Stafford blowing this, where he's going to have to be feeding Odell enough to where I feel like somebody's going to be off on certain pages— because Cooper Cup is just going to be—I would just double him the entire time. I, I wouldn't even— I would it.
0: just put, like, uh, Isaiah Simmons in front of him on every play and just say, punch him in the face. And then just have another cornerback behind him, you know?
1: That's all I would do every single time. Because there's no way in hell—at oh, any, any time, it's not going to be single coverage. I can promise you. And I could be able to handle anybody else on that team. That's why Odell has to turn into that special receiver that everybody, including himself, with that purple hair, keeps saying that he is. So this is where he needs to be able to prove it. And I hope Matthew Stafford actually goes out and shows it. The problem is it's it's like Robin throwing the ball to Two-Face. Okay. With, I don't – I want to cheer for the hero – because I love me some Robin, but I hate Two Face.
0: You hate Two Face, huh?
1: Well yeah, because he's not a good person. Oh
0: yeah. He's kind of a bad guy.
1: He's a bad guy.
0: Um well yeah, that's <laughs> that makes sense. Would and,
1: you call Odell Riddler?
0: Well, and the other thing is like the Rams offensive line struggled last week. They gave up a lot of pressure. Um their run game wasn't very good at all. Like so like Zach Allen has been very good. Watts back. They have Chandler Jones. They have uh, Marcus Golden. Like the and the Cardinals weren't blitz heavy defense. Like they have talent in the front seven too. And so like I just think with all like all the concerns here, I really think it comes down to deep like some deep shots to Van Jefferson, and then Beckham having a really good game against the second wide receiver because you assume Cup's going to get like 115 yards, you know, regardless. And I don't think Cup's going to beat you, but it's like the second and third guy. You can't have Jefferson do that. You can't Beckham do that. Um, I think it's really kind of the key to it because I don't think the Rams will run the ball very much, and I think Stafford will see some pressure too. But, like, what if Stafford has, like, three interceptions this game?
1: And he easily could, and that's my issue with it, especially with J.J. coming back. Everybody's going to be pumped up on that defense, ready to go. It
0: sucks the Cardinals are on the road too.
1: I know, because otherwise – Because they have
0: actual home field advantage. unlike the Rams where it's, like, people drinking vodka, sodas, you know.
1: Well, I drink vodka sodas.
0: Yeah, like for $15, you know. I drink Wearing glasses and doing things like this.
1: Well, I don't do that. I don't do anything like that. I usually just sit down.
0: Yeah. Um, so my pick for this one, I'm going Arizona 23, Rams 20. The Rams are four-point favorites. I'm going with the the underdog on this one.
1: I'm going with the Rams. I just think that the Rams are going to be able to perform well against the Cardinals. I'm just not confident that they're going to put up a lot of points. I have the Rams, 31. I have the Cardinals, 25.
0: I like it. I think it's too many points, though. I think both of these offenses have just been pretty stinky lately.
1: Well, I know, but I don't... I think the Rams are going to be able to do something here. I okay. think the offense is going to be able to put up some points, finally. Because, to your point, if not... Woo-wee, LA's going to be in trouble!
0: Well, at least they have a first-round pick next year they can trade. Oh, they can't. They can. At least they have... cap. Oh, no, they don't. They don't. This is it. This is as good as the team can be.
1: Yeah, they have nothing else.
0: Yeah. So, to recap, we have Saturday, first game. Raiders at Bengals. Bengals, five and a half point favorites. I have Cincy, 30-20. You have Cincy, 41-22. Saturday night, Patriots, Bills. Ooh, it's a cold one. Uh, the Bills are four point favorites at home. I have Buffalo, 27-13. Yeah, Buffalo 28-18. Sunday afternoon or Sunday at noon, we have Eagles, Bucks. I have the Bucks are eight and a half point favorites. I have the Eagles with Tampa winning 30-23. You have the Bucks at 38-28 um covering as well. Sunday 330, the Nickelodeon game. Yeah, it's San Francisco. And I hate the new Nickelodeon game, by the way, too. You have all these, like, 30 years olds going like, oh, this is so cool and epic. It's like, you're an adult. Grow up.
1: No, it's Nickelodeon. It's not cool.
0: No, yeah, this it, is funny. It's for babies. You're a baby if you like the
1: Nickelodeon game. They, if they did, like, the Doug opening, though, do 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 It do. doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. Childhood. It doesn't. Stop taking away Nostal- my-
0: Nostalgia is a sickness. There's nothing good about nostalgia.
1: Except it puts dopamine in your brain.
0: Sugar yeah, and it shrivels your nuts up, too.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter. What, what does that do with any That's
0: what nostalgia does. Um, so San Francisco, Dallas, the Cowboys, three-point favorites. I have Dallas, 31-16. You have Dallas, 31-27. Pittsburgh Chiefs, Sunday night. Chiefs, 12 and I point favorites. I have Kansas City, 34-17. You have Kansas City, 50-30. And then Monday night, Arizona, Los Angeles, the Rams are four-point favorites. I have Arizona 23-20. You have the Rams 31-25. Yeah. I'm excited.
1: Suck on that.
0: I'm excited for it. It's going to be funny. It's going to be fun. Ooh, or I'm going to be really quirky. I'm egg salad for it because it kind of sounds like excited.
1: Nobody wants egg salad.
0: I'm kind of. I'm kind of egg salad for
1: it. You would be Toby... <laughs> Office,
0: no, I wouldn't.
1: Yeah, you would. You'd bring egg salad sandwiches to the beach.
0: No, I'd be Patrice.
1: Who's Patrice?
0: The comedian Patrice, who works in the warehouse.
1: I don't want to talk to you right now. See, this is me. God damn it, Michael. That'd be me. No, no, it's be
0: Cool. I work in the warehouse, dude.
1: No, I'm not going to comment on what you just said. I know what you want me to say, but I'm not going to say it. Or I'd be
0: the 67 year old Eastern European woman working in the warehouse. The bad haircut, badge, yeah, that'd be me.
1: That would be uh, more than anything. Yeah,
0: um. So that's our super wild card playoff preview. I think the time was good on this one. We talked for a lot. You know, we did the David Coley show, a lot of podcasting. Yeah, you know, tonight, just great times, great conversations, great friends. Yeah, I'm um, retiring after this. Great people. Uh, but I'll text you on Monday night if you want to get on the horse and do a playoff recap. If not, I'll talk to you. Next Thursday night to preview the divisional round. I
1: don't want to talk to you.
0: So have fun watching your Cowboys lose on Sunday. Until next time, I'm Matt Weston. Thank you for listening to Battle Red Radio.